John Lowe's away this week, but to talk personal finance, as we always do at this time, we're joined in studio by Niall Brady, who's the money editor with the Sunday Times. Niall, you're very welcome to the studio again. Good to have you here. Personal insolvency guidelines. Um, mm. We're still awaiting the official guidelines. Um, a lot of discussion about these and how they might work and how they might apply to a variety of scenarios. Any idea when we're actually going to get to see them, given that uh, they seem to have been long fingered? Oh, I, I asked the Department of Justice that question yesterday and uh, they still don't know. Um, they don't. They ask. They they advise me to uh, call back tomorrow and see. Um, <laughs> might, there might be more information then. They're still talking about uh, mid to late April, which is about now. But obviously, uh, it, it almost looks like the way they were leaked. It almost looks like that that was a, a kite flying exercise. They 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 put them out there. Got as we saw loads of reaction. So maybe they're busily redrafting them based on. On the based on, on the mm. feedback they got mm. and whether people recoiled in horror at some Which they did. more than yeah. others. Yeah. Uh, look, what has been leaked so far? I mean, if it is a kite-flying exercise, do you think that some of the more onerous elements of that might be withdrawn as a result? But if the banks get their way, there'd be more onerous ones than even were on the list. Yeah, well, I suppose the, the one that obviously caused the biggest row was the, was, was the issue of, of say, uh, working mothers and, you know, if, if their salary, if they, if they were uh, paying more in childcare than they were earning, there was the suggestion that they'd be forced to give up work. I think the Taoiseach himself um, has rolled back on that one. Then there was suggestions, you know, people would be forced to give up private health insurance, uh, a second family car, uh, to take their children out of uh, fee-paying schools, no more foreign holidays, give up Sky Sports. I, I mean, I don't think... W- w- nobody can police these things once it comes out. I think w- what they'll do is they will do up a budget based on on uh, uh, based on these rules. Um, but it's pretty much... It'll be up to you then to decide how you want. You know, if you say, I, I can't live without Sky Sports... Good luck I think you, you can keep Sky Sports, but something else will have to give. Yeah. So I think I'm sure that's the way it'll work. The, the, speaking of the banks and the, the, I suppose the position that they find themselves in, you had a story the Sunday Times of the weekend about the lengths the banks are going to in dealing with those in arrears, and that they're putting the squeeze on credit unions. Mm. How are they doing that? Well, this is this this is the, the the big row that's opening up between because people who can't pay their mortgages invariably have other um, unsecured debts such as credit union loans that they can't pay either. Um, and people have been paying the credit union in some ways quite wisely because they reckon um, you've got to keep one line of credit open. So if I keep sweet with the credit union at least when the car needs to be changed or uh, when I have a, a financial crisis I'll still be able to get credit from the credit union. And it's community based as well so people go in the door they arguably know yeah. the person on the other side of the counter. Exactly, yeah. What's changed is that the central bank came out with these, as we know, these targets for the banks to tackle um, mortgage arrears. And as part of of that whole process, um, the central bank also came out uh, on uh, the whole issue of people prioritising unsecured and credit union debt and said they shouldn't be doing that, that you should be prioritising your mortgage. Um, And so now um, the the main banks are saying, well, if you want your, your mortgage to be restructured, you've got to stop paying all unsecured debt. Um, and that's that includes the credit union, including the credit unions. So, yeah. Hang on, the central bank. Whose side are they on here? The banks or the customers? Well, you know, Fiona Muldoon from the central bank came out last week, and I think scared everybody by saying again, we don't know if the banks are going to need more taxpayers' money. And um, she certainly held out the possibility that they might. So I think that's the central bank's number one priority is 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 to get these the mortgage crisis cleared up. 
and to see are the banks going to need yet more that. money. Okay, um, we, we'll come back to that, no doubt, in the weeks ahead. Let's get to the listener questions. Many have come in again. Hi, Jonathan, says a listener. Myself and my husband are both in long-term employment. Our take-home pay is roughly €500 Euro per week. We want to save a deposit and apply for a mortgage. The only thing is we've got a credit union loan of 12000 paid out of my wages every week. Would the bank give us a mortgage whilst we owe to the credit union? That ties in quite nicely to what we've been talking about. Do they cross-check or should we best try and pay off the loan first? I think well, well the, the answer is they, they absolutely do cross-check and uh, most credit unions are now members of the Irish Credit Bureau. So if you try and pull the wool over the bank's eyes, the, you, you'll, the chances are you'll get found out because they'll do, a, they'll do a credit check and see you have a credit union loan. So that would be a very foolish thing to do. Um, I think the one thing the banks want to see in a mortgage is, is your ability, have you the capacity to repay a mortgage? And, and so one thing in your favour would be, uh, um, your, the, listen, or the, the listener doesn't say, where um, are they renting at the moment? Mm. I mean, if they're paying rent and say, if your rent is roughly, would be the same as what you'd repay in a mortgage, then that's, that's a pretty strong thing in your favour. If you can show you've, you've, you've been paying rent for a few years, you're up to date on your rent, and that it's in or about what a mortgage would cost you, that's, that's a pretty strong thing. So I, I think the, the, the having a loan of, of 12,000 certainly won't help your, your chances of getting a mortgage. So you might try and um, make a dent in that before yeah, you but, go. Yeah, but uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a juggling game as well because you you also need that deposit and the, obviously the bigger the, the deposit you have the the better your chances of 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 um getting mortgage approval. Okay. All right, Pat and Mayo uh, says, my tracker is 3.4%. It's with TSB. I took it out in 2008. Am I overpaying? Doesn't seem like the most attractive of trackers to be on 3.4 when a lot of people are on under two. Yeah, it's not. Um, but Pat took out, got, got his tracker in 2008. He may have been one of the last people in the country to get a tracker mortgage because that was exactly when the banks pulled them. Yeah. He's paying a margin of, of 2.65 percentage points over the European Central Bank rate, which is high. But if if Pat had a if he had a standard variable rate mortgage, he'd be paying over four percent interest. Um, I mean, if he thinks he's overpaying, he, he he all he's got to do is look at his mortgage contract. It'll it'll state very clearly what the margin on his tracker should be. Um, and if it's two point six five percent, then that's it. I, I suppose the one consolation he can take is that he's certainly paying less than if he had a, a variable a var- mortgage. Yeah, a variable. Yeah. So the tracker, n- not the nicest tracker, but still it's 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 better than variable rate Absolutely. or indeed trying to yeah. fix it. Uh, Barry in Cork says, can you let me know if we can access some of our pension savings earlier? You can do it in some countries. Can you do it here? You can. Since, uh, since the last budget, there was a very limited measure introduced in, in December's budget. Um, first of all, you've got to be an employee Secondly, you've got to have made um, additional voluntary contributions, which is uh, agreeing to pay extra into your pension to top up the benefits. Um, you can withdraw thirty up to thirty percent of these additional voluntary contributions over over three years, but um, all the tax relief you got on the money on the money going in that you, that'll be clawed back okay. uh, on the way out. So. You, you know, you've really got to be kind of re- need that money very badly before it, it would make sense to do so. OK, Alan has a question. He says, I have €4,000 to invest for children's education, so won't plan to use the money for about 10 years. I also want to add to that on a monthly basis, about €100. Euro. So Alan is being very prudent here for his kids' education. Don't know anything about investment, so I want something safe. Is the post office a good option? Suppose it's a good option in that it's uh, it's tax-free um, and uh, as the rate of dirt and bank savings has got going up it's getting more and more attractive
attractive. Um, I mean, w- maybe one product Alan might like to check out is what uh, the post office calls a child care child care plus account. It's for saving the child benefit payment. Um, it pays up to three uh, percent a year, tax free. Um, it's a five year commitment, but it's certainly one worth checking out.